Welcome to Fintech's DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. I'm super excited because today we are joined by Sonal Bomb, CEO and co-founder of Technozander. She is here to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Sonal, I'm super happy that you're here with us today. Welcome. Hello. Glad to be here. Super happy to have you. I'd love for you to start by telling us a bit more about your role as CEO and co-founder. So as the CEO of Technocenter, I have the privilege of setting the vision and the strategic direction for the company. I work closely with my team to translate that vision into some actionable plans. Um, I'm also responsible for ensuring that we have a high performing team in place and a culture that promotes growth, learning and continuous improvement, I would say. Ultimately, my role as CEO is to drive Technocenter forward navigating challenges, seizing opportunities, and keeping customers happy. But if I have to give you a very good example of my day-to-day life, I think being the CEO of a small company is like being the conductor of a quirky orchestra. I get to lead a diverse group of talented individuals, each playing their own unique instrument. But sometimes we sound like Beethoven, and most of the other times we're like a kazoo symphony. We just get comfort by saying that we're making some beautiful music and amusing music together that that's all I do I absolutely love this I think this really brings brings you to life your company to life like what a lovely way of describing your job and what you're responsible for that just tells me everything about your culture and environment already friendly place (laughs) yeah so tell us a bit more about the business the goals of the business the mission okay so Technocenter is headquartered in the UK we're a fintech specializing in payments innovation. If I talk about my team, because my business is my team, uh, we are a bunch of enthusiastic people, very much interested in helping banks, financial institutions, make the most of what is the latest, bring them in tune with where the world is going on subjects such as open finance, open banking, fraud prevention, things such as confirmation of pay, IBAN name check, etc. So that is what the business does. Now about the goals and our dream. Um, if you have a dream, might as well dream big. So we want to see smart data sharing in open finance at a global scale. So we're not talking UK, Europe, US, etc. We, we're talking a global scale thing. And how are we facilitating that at the minute? So if you have a dream, you have to have a plan. So how we facilitate it is we are providing financial instit- institutions cost-effective access to some secure and resilient technology products And that can bring financial institutions in tune with the new world. So that is what we exactly do. And I think what's really stand out about everything that you've said so far is that you are so driven for your business, for the industry, for your career. I want you just to share some of your career journey with us and what's driven you over the years. Okay, I'm a technology enthusiast, a very tech savvy leader, enthusiastic about anything that is latest literally the latest financial innovations, such as open finance, open banking, you talk about fraud prevention, and that gets me talking. I'm a true engineer at heart with a solid foundation in engineering, complemented with a master's degree in marketing, 17 years of career in banking industry, and I'm happy to call myself a champion of power of technology with an aim of bringing positive financial outcomes for everyone involved. What's driven me all these years is the idea of value creation. So the idea of value creation is not limited to just stakeholders, shareholders. It's for the customers, for the employees, 
everyone. I wanted to see changes quickly. So I thought, let's build my own ship, get my own people, and let's get sailing. Everyone's got a purpose, and probably this is mine. This is how I see it. And thank you for sharing that with us. And again, I love the way you've described it as building your own ship and let's get sailing. We've spoken about inclusion in this industry, and I have the same feeling. Let's build the ship. Let's get sailing. Let's progress on this. Share some of your thoughts on the importance of inclusion in our space. I'm a woman from an ethnic minority community, right? So I've seen it. There are reasons when you decide to build your own ship and get it sailing. Sometimes you want to be heard. Sometimes you want to be seen. Sometimes you are driven by passion and you have you want the world to see it. But if you talk about inclusion in the industry, inclusion is a must. We need to support the idea better. We need to get the support for inclusion in organizations better. Now, anybody could say, what's the need? It is not driven by a business need, right? It, it does not mean a better bottom line, a better top line revenue. See, my opinion says if we have greater levels of diversity and inclusion, we will achieve a lot more. It's like we reduce group thinking, very herd mentality. We end up supporting healthy work cultures by default. We don't have to, you know, try for it. It happens by default. It happens on its own. And when you have diverse people looking at what you're building, right? For example, for us as well, we think when you have diversity in the teams and you have unlocked that diverse talent and managed to bring them on board. What you do is you build better products and services for customers. You're able to cater for the diversity that exists in the population. Right? And I think it's very much needed for an organization if an organization wants to be competitive in UK's financial services sector. It's very, very important. I completely agree with everything that you said there. And I think as an industry, we have come some way, but there's still a long way to go. Can you share your thoughts on that? So I think all of us in the industry need to contribute to Accelerate the pace of change and diversity and inclusion. Yes, we've come far, but I think there is a long way to go. And I can draw your attention to statistics. Numbers generally don't lie. I read up on Women in Finance Charter Annual Review report. In 2022, female representation in senior management among charter signatories averaged at 35%. That's just 35%. Uh, you talk about FSCB. It found in 2020 clearly that minority ethnic women faced disproportionate barriers to progression. They have to be heard. They have to be seen. Um, if you talk about the research by Bridge Group, right, it tells that nine in 10 senior roles, I mean, I'm saying nine in 10 senior roles in financial services were held by people from higher socioeconomic backgrounds. And you, know, you would think, so what? Right? What's the big deal? We, we are getting there. We're trying to get there. But like I said in my previous part that all this translates into outcomes for consumers as well. You cannot hope to have a team which is not diverse, not forward looking, and then think that your products will be forward looking. Your products would be able to cater to the diverse market. That isn't what is happening. People from minority ethnic background, the research states that are much less likely to have private pension provisions, saving accounts, protection policies, etc. You look at people with disabilities in 2022. And they clearly reported difficulties with financial service institutions, right, in communicating with them or managing their finances. When we don't do enough in the industry, it has far reaching consequences for the consumers, the customers of the financial services sector. And this really translates into a bottom line one way or the other. So while diversity and inclusion might look like a subject which is um, a very fit for human resources side, it's not. 
it, it is for everyone. When you're building your marketing campaigns, you have to think about diversity. You have to, you have to think about what the other group is thinking. And same goes for building a product. As in, how would someone who's, who doesn't look like me would use it? And how do you get that idea? Only when you have someone who doesn't look like me sitting across the table telling me what looks what I should be doing. It's sort of important and it, it does have a far-reaching consequence and we have to do more. We, we really have to do more. I'm really pleased that you're talking about these far-reaching consequences because it's so easy for people to say, oh, diversity, equity, inclusion, that is this person's job or that person should mm. be thinking about it. And you've mentioned a number of times in this pod, no, this is for everybody under all circumstances to be considering. And I'm a big believer that all of us have a role to play with this. I totally agree with what you say. And every time I produce these podcasts, I say, let's walk the talk. Let's turn the the thoughts of it into action. And how do we all walk the talk? Let's listen to these pods. Let's learn from these pods. Let's walk the talk. This is what I always love to say. So to the audience, what would you like them to be doing more of for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion in our industry? Okay, so in financial services sector, and I'm sure every woman will relate to me. Every time you walk into a meeting room, right, there are white men in gray suits. This is how I see it. When I walk into meeting rooms, I barely find someone looking as me, talking as me. And that means in the initial days when I used to see it, I used to find it very daunting. How do you talk? What do you do? What do you tell these guys so that they listen? I've come a long way from that. It's two decades back. But then what I really see is this is unfair. We have, it's wrong in so many ways, so many levels. We have to be doing better. Now, how do we get there? We have to build strategies and plans that work at ground level. You can't hope to have a situation where there are more girls in engineering roles, but not think about getting girls into STEM. It's not possible to make it work like that. So we need more girls in STEM. One thing that surprised me, right, really surprised me was how girls in an all-girls school do better in STEM. And why would that be? You would think we're just educating kids. How is that happening? Girls in all girls school are not led to believe that STEM is for boys. Less still, unconscious bias exists. Are we carrying it? We're somewhere carrying it. We have to start addressing this. We have to think about it from the ground up level. Are we telling our girls to get into STEM? Get out there. That is not for boys. You don't have to go for arts all the time. By all means, go for arts. If you like it, go for it because you have to find your voice. You have to do what you love doing. But get in there. Now, once you've got them in here, the responsibility is with the financial services sector. So we so you know, in my first sentence, you might think that I've cleverly passed the responsibility off to the education sector. I am not doing that at all. I'm just saying if they do their bet and then we get girls in, we need to start thinking about keeping them in the industry so that they don't leave. What we have to do is we have to create a healthy culture, a work-life balance. They should be able to voice their concerns, talk without being judged. And that is the responsibility of everybody in a senior leadership. Everybody. It doesn't matter what gender you're from, what color you're, what caste you are, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It is your responsibility to bring that culture, to build that culture in your teams. That is what we need to do. And the last and the most important thing. I think very many women are frustrated because they're overlooked for promotion. If we continue to do that, we push them out because they would think they're better suited somewhere else where people value them, where people love them, where people want them. I think we have to be fair in the way we 
do promotions and the way we do career progressions in the way we look at continuous improvement and development of people, but at the same time have that sort of work life balance and a culture that can help a woman stay in work. I'd say for Technosanto, we do a lot of it. Even we have to do more. That is how I see it. And I really thank you, Sonal, because you've shared so many important points. It, it really hits home, I think, when you talk about the educational system and why is it that that young girls at all girls school are, are made to feel confident that they can succeed in STEM. What does that mean for our young girls at schools of mixed genders? And that, that's a failing, but it's also an action that we can all be more aware of and involved in to drive that change. Yeah, and um, I'll talk about my personal experience. So. When I was growing up, there was a lot of talk about why do I have to do engineering? I'm eventually going to get married, get settled and have babies. And what's the point? Why should I be spending so much of my time doing engineering, which I'm not going to use anywhere? I might as well look at something which is more homely. And there was a lot of push from people around, not my parents, but people around, but the community as such, right? They really thought I'd be better off. My skills are probably better off used at home. Uh, fortunately, I did what I did and I now have a place where people listen to me, people understand what I'm talking from. But it all starts in a very small way. We tend to tell our girls that this is not for you. STEM is so bad. It's going to keep you so busy. When will you have the time for your kids? When will you have the time for your family? No, that's not the right place. Maybe you should just look up at simpler careers, easier ways of doing things. Maybe the long hours that you put in financial services sector is not for you. If only we could just stop keep that thought to ourselves for just a decade just a decade right and we will see the change there'll be more girls in the industry yeah absolutely and it's been so inspiring hearing your story and listening to your lessons and your learns and really that's touched my heart like having two young children myself I want to make sure that I don't let them down and just hearing everything you shared today really drives me and inspires me to continue with this work. Thank you, Sonal, for joining us on today's Fintech's DEI Discussions podcast series. Let's listen, let's learn, let's walk the talk.